Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. How are you, Mr. Gazdaska? Mr. Conlon, could not be better. Doing well, even though it's, it's hot out there. It's a hot one. Hot in New York City. The oven is on, as I like Just to call like it. Just like the real estate market, scorching yeah. hot. Well, I have to cognitively tell myself that when I'm sweating and I have my paper towel and my hanky and I'm rubbing rub my face, I'm like, it's better than the winter. It's better Does than the winter. hanky? Better than, yeah, my dad yeah. used to call it a hanky. That is a really old term. That's an old expression. Speaking of old terms, today we're going to talk about different types of apartments. We get we throw around as brokers, we throw around these terms that people use, that brokers use, especially or agents use to describe an apartment. And a lot of times people just never really pick up what we are saying and, and what, what each one uh, denotes. So we wanted to go through kind of the more commonplace terms that we use to denote a class of apartment. When I became a real estate agent, and when I heard some of the terms thrown around, I was clueless. I was like, yeah. what, what classic this? How, what are the rooms? How does it work? First and foremost, the classic apartment. So the classic six. I'm going to actually jump in and, and break it down to a classic five. Classic homes, they were done of a certain period of time with a certain layout. So if you hear the term classic five room, that means that the five rooms are the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, the bedroom, and the bedroom. So it has a formal yeah. dining room. There are five rooms to the home. The kitchen is counted as a room. A classic six home will be the classic five plus the staff room. The staff room is the smaller bedroom with the bath. So that's the classic six. The classic seven room would be three bedrooms, plus the staff room. And then with the eight room, the classic eight, it's the library with the seven rooms. So you add the library onto the eight. The nine room will be a second staff room. And then as they go up from there, the 10, the 11, the 12, the bedroom counts add up. And then additionally, the staff room. Those are the classic pre-war homes in New York City. Yeah. So the classic, I always denote the classic kind of, besides the classic five, if it says classic, it means there's a staff room. So next one we we'll go to is uh, a floor through apartment. So that's pretty easily understood. It's pretty logical. It means a full floor apartment. So only apartment on the floor in the building, typically in the much smaller buildings. But the floor through apartment is, is many times coveted if it's an elevator building, which always makes it feel very, very exclusive. It's more of a home or a house feeling versus an apartment because you don't have anybody on a, a foyer, so to speak. Many times the elevator opens up right into the apartment. I'm sitting in the next category, which is the railroad apartment. Now railroads, that's an old fashioned term, a railroad apartment. Usually they're going to be in rental buildings and the railroads are, you know, you have the one hallway and then the rooms off the hallway. You may have the entry hallway, but it really denotes where you, you have one room after another and you kind of walk through one room to get another. I've lived in railroads before down in the village where you walk through one bedroom and get to another bedroom. That's the railroad category, but usually those are older apartments. Then we go to the garden apartment. So the garden apartment, typically that can denote uh, really a, a ground floor apartment with a uh, with the garden in the back 
could be like a, a garden level in a townhouse where you have, well, now we're going to get into another term, an English basement, which is a basement that is above grade, um, not completely above grade, but enough above grade where you have normal windows and it's legal to have like bedrooms and such where you have the garden space in the back. So there, that's another one, garden apartment, which is not to be confused with the traditional maisonette, which is a, a, a term that's used a lot by agents at times because it, it, it's not the, uh, the classic maisonette, but it really, that also can be a garden apartment, can be a maisonette. There's always a little bit of gray area. So how would you define a maisonette? Little house in French. I love that. I got that. I did not know that that's what it meant. I just thought it was a really long word, a maisonette for a ground floor apartment. I say ground floor apartment, but we got to be careful because the garden apartment is a ground floor apartment and it's not really a maisonette. The way I would describe a maisonette is that one may enter the apartment from either the lobby or a separate entrance, but plenty of older residents will prefer maisonettes because they're so uh, easily accessible. There's not a lot of travel in the apartment, in the elevator, et cetera, to get to their apartment. People like having the separate entrance as well. So that's how I would describe it. Yeah, I think the key in a maisonette is that separate street entrance. There's, a, there's almost always an additional entrance from the lobby, which may just be a service entrance, but being able to enter the home off of the street itself. Moving on. So now I kind of alluded to this one, this category. If you hear the expression junior four, that's the biggest of the one bedrooms. Think of it that way. It's three and a half rooms. So you have living room, bedroom, kitchen, and the half room is the is the alcove. It's not four rooms, Mr. Conlin. It's three and a half. But why do they call it a junior four? Because it's not quite four rooms. It's not quite a two bedroom, one bathroom, which would be a four four room home. It's a three and a half. The key in the junior four is that it's a windowed alcove that can be converted into like a junior bedroom, basically, and. It, you know, may or may not qualify as a legal bedroom, which this is all separate from. But yeah, that's the junior four. Then we go to a junior one, even smaller. So instead of like a straight studio where a studio is just one room, it would be an alcove studio where the alcove itself, so a little basically an L-shaped studio where the alcove would have a little window in it and you could convert that to a small bedroom. So the junior one is the same term as what? as a alcove studio. And then the last but not least, the Edwardian Five. So the Edwardian Five, it, I had not heard the term until I was probably, I don't know, six or eight years into the business before I even came across an Edwardian Five. They are, they're very unique homes and I actually like yeah. them. They're some of my favorite apartments. So you have the living room, the formal dining room, a one bedroom, the kitchen, but the fifth room is a staff room. So it's an Edwardian five. It's not two full bedrooms. It's one bedroom plus the staff room, but you have the big dining room. These subsections of the market pre-war times, you know, so early 
1900s, the 1910s, 1920s, when these buildings were developed, this was like the, the bachelor's apartment that had his valet living with him. Anyway, what I'd like to pose to the audience is, have we forgotten anything? Now we could talk about lofts. The loft is the big, great room. Yeah. Bedrooms in the back. Yeah. Extra high ceilings. Uh, usually is a, an old converted warehouse or something that has the massive windows. Probably one of the most overused terms in our business would be the loft-like apartment. If the ceiling height's less than 10 feet, it ain't loft-like. It should be even less than 11 feet. 11 feet or higher, then we're getting close to, we're getting into loft light. There's a lot of different styles, that's for sure. The loft like or the loft apartment is certainly a, a one for the list. So we're gonna add that as number nine. Awesome. But any others, reach out. A penthouse, top floor. Yeah. Top floor home, penthouse. Which is confusing when you go to some of these new developments where there's four floors of penthouses. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, so listen, I think we covered it. Listen, thanks everybody for watching us on John and Jonathan Sell NYC. Any further questions, if we can help you in any other way, just let us know. With that, be healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in gratitude. Absolutely. Have a great week, everybody. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, comment over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at John and Jonathan Sell NYC. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next time.